The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus was speaking, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that you sucked. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. The Gospel of the Lord. So the first reading, we're still in the prophet Joel, and so still just to recount, he's addressing a, a divided kingdom and recalling to them that there is a judgment which is coming. So this Messiah that is coming, there are two comings of Christ. The one is in his incarnation and the other is at his judgment. And so right throughout the Old Testament, you have different references to the coming Christ. And sometimes it is as a judge and sometimes it is as this uh, suffering servant. If you look in the prophet Isaiah, and these two images that they had for the coming Messiah were so different so that some believed, again, in two kind of comings of the Messiah, um, but others thought uh, possibly even two different people coming, given that these two uh, predictions were so different, one of justice and judgment, the other of mercy and suffering. And so some had kind of gone into error expecting these two maybe different people. Um, and so what you see here in the prophet Joel is the Lord calling his people uh, back to uh, be united, um, to come back to him in right worship, and also to return as well, especially the tribes in the north, down to Judah, down to where the temple is. Um, and the Lord then also speaks about, he says, you shall know that I am the Lord who dwell in Zion, my holy mountain, and Jerusalem shall be holy, and strangers shall never pass again through her. And so in that day, then, the Lord says, and this is interesting, the mountains shall drip with sweet wine or new wine, the hills flow with milk, and the stream beds shall flow with water. And I think this is important for how we come to then understand the gospel today, because you see this increase. So right at the bottom in the stream beds and the river beds, you have water, but on the hills, you have milk, and on the mountains, you have new wine. And so there is this type of progression that happens even in the nourishment that is received by the people. And so this can be a very beautiful image for what it is to move forward in the spiritual life. In the beginning, in the riverbeds, in the lowest points, right? That's where the riverbeds are. In the lowest points, it is water that nourishes the soul. It is water that cleanses us. And it is the water which comes forth from the temple, which is from Christ himself. And so that is, and it represents, in a certain sense, the waters of baptism, the where we are in the riverbed, but then begin this new life because of this water that flows in those riverbeds. But then as we progress, you have the hills, right? The hills are smaller than the mountains, but they are still higher than the riverbeds. And on the hills shall flow milk. And milk is the food for the young nourishes the young. 
and it nourishes those who are initially growing in the faith. And so the milk is, if you will, it's all the reflections of the saints. It's all of the truth of the church as it is given to us through uh, the catechism, through the ways in which the church teaches us and nourishes the soul. And then also, uh, the mountains shall drip with sweet wine. That is for the souls who have progressed in the spiritual life, those like the saints who become, in a certain sense, these great mountains who drink in this new wine, this wine of celebration, this wine that comes also from Christ himself. And so even though we might be uh, nourished in the riverbed or on the hills or on the mountains, the source is always the same. The source is always Christ himself. And so Christ himself is the source of food for our souls, whether it is the water which flows from him where it is, whether it is the milk of his teaching and his instruction, or whether it is the sweet wine that comes, which we know is also associated with his blood, in which his love is expressed for us. And he is always the source of the nourishment of the spiritual life. And so then if we look then at the gospel, this is uh, immediately after the Lord has been um, accused of casting out demons by the prince of demons. And he is busy speaking to the crowd. And what happened is this woman, she bursts out in a certain sense in praise. So she is so amazed by Christ. And she is so, this love is beginning in her uh, for Jesus Christ. And so she bursts out and she praises not only him, but also his mother. And so she praises again, the one that bore you, the one that nursed you. And she is so taken up with this mystery of this incarnation of God that is in front of her, God who has become man, and she acknowledges his humanity. Blessed is the womb that bore you and the one who nursed you. Very powerful, very beautiful. But one thing that she does, and I read it once in, one, in, in a commentary, but again, I wasn't able to find it. And this person just noted that she spoke as Jesus was speaking. So in a certain sense, she interrupts what he is saying but it's not with any malicious intent. It's just with a joy that she cannot contain within her. And so she interrupts his words and she says, blessed is this natural association that he has with his mother. And the Lord turns it around, not saying that she is not blessed because of that, but saying that even better still is rather those who hear the word of God and keep it. Why? Because in the spiritual life, the nourishment switches around. In the natural life, Our Lady is the source of nourishment for Christ, especially when he is within her womb and as a young child when she is nursing him. In the natural life, she gives strength to his body. But in the spiritual life, he is the source of nourishment. And she is the one who drinks in his words, his truth through scripture. She is the one who is the one that is fed within her soul with this wine, this milk, this water that flows forth from Christ, God in, in our midst, God incarnate. And we can see this throughout the scriptures with reference to Our Lady. We know from Luke's gospel, she took all these things and pondered them in her heart. She took all of the mysteries of Christ and pondered them within her. She drinks in from this truth that pours out from the life of Christ, and she is nourished in her interior on this truth on this grace, on this life, on this love that pours forth from him. But her instruction also, when Christ creates the new wine, even at Cana, and in a very real sense, 
the hills flow with wine because of the abundance of wine that he uh, creates within that miracle. And even there, her instruction is not to be amazed at his power, is not to do anything else, but simply do whatever he tells you. Receive his word and act upon it. When the Father appears to Peter and James and John in the Mount of Transfiguration, he tells them very simply, this is my beloved Son, listen to him. Drink in what comes from Christ. Drink in his truth, his life, his love, and his grace. And so that is what the Lord is pointing out, is that what is more blessed is that we hear his word and keep it, that his word become that guiding principle for our life, not just as a book of instructions, but as a book that actually gives life, as words that are living, as words that communicate to the soul this water, this milk, and this blessed new wine that comes from heaven. Amen.